When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply that Kevin Durant is a basketball savant. He is a brilliant basketball mind who does not spend enough time educating people on the game of basketball. He's usually whining about other people's positions as opposed to elaborating and educating the way he is fully capable of doing. That's the issue. Okay, this was a point of contention earlier in the show. JJ, you were essentially saying I didn't, you didn't know when it became players' jobs to educate the masses. But, Stephen A., I want to let you expound. I was just simply saying I didn't say it was his job. I'm saying that if you're somebody that's going to, you know, complain about the positions that other people take, then educate them about what your position is. That's all. You know, when people sit up there and they talk, whatever it is is that they may say about somebody like me, for example, I respond to those I choose to respond to. You know, and I make sure that they know what my position is and they could feel whatever way about it. But I make sure that my position is clear and then I move forward. That's all it is. But I didn't say it was his job. I'm saying that when you're talking, when you're covering the sport of basketball and you and you're talking to people who really, really know, you may come up to them. You may ask them questions. You might probe a little bit more and they say whatever it is that they say. There have been times where it it could be any of the names that I mentioned before and they really, really elaborate on what their positions may be. And then you walk away saying, damn, I didn't look at it that way. That's a damn good point. I got it. I understand. And you move forward and you cultivate those relationships. Again, there's nobody's nobody's obligation to do it, but it does help. It does help elevate a level of understanding, uh, create a level of synergy. Um, And obviously, when you open the lines of communication, as we all should know, because we are now all in the communication business, it is something that benefits the whole. And if you choose not to be that way, you choose not to be that way. But it's nobody's job to do it. I understand that. But. It would be beneficial, I believe, or at least at times in the past, it would have been very, very beneficial for Kevin Durant to be more elaborative on certain issues. And he wasn't. Well, that, that's fair, Stephen. And look, I, you know, even in listening to the sound the second time, I, I still came away with the same implication of what you were trying to say. But I appreciate the clarification on, on your points just then. No problem. All right. It's all good. Rolling here, guys. Uh, More NBA to dive into. LeBron James played his record 20th All-Star game. Lucky for us, we've witnessed his greatness for two decades, but all good things must come to an end. So LeBron was asked about how many years he has left and how he'll handle his swan song in the NBA. I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will... I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour or will you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment. You know, whereas every city and whatever the case may be, and, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and and that seems cool. Um, But the other side of 
I've never been that great with um, accepting like praise. I've, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. Um, I never really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. Okay, uh, Mad Dog, I'd like to start with you. Are you buying that LeBron will walk away quietly? Absolutely not. Uh, come on. Anybody think that LeBron is going to announce his retirement in July and then basically, you know, uh, d tell the teams, I don't want you to fet me uh, when I come visit for the last time? I mean, listen, and he deserves all the attention he gets. I'm not trying to say he doesn't deserve it. But the idea that LeBron is putting this out there as a possibility, that he's not quite sure if he wants to be, you know, celebrated on the road is a bunch of nonsense. LeBron is going to soak it all. That's what that's LeBron, that's what he likes to do. He's going to soak it all in. And rightfully so. Nobody's arguing that he doesn't have a right to do that. And I want Tim, quote unquote, dunking it. But I mean, LeBron's almost adding to the discussion by saying it's 50-50. Because he wants you to talk about it, debate it, whether in fact he should or he shouldn't. LeBron, pipe down. You're going to go out there, and deservedly so, you are going to be celebrated every arena in America. Don't pretend that you're debating it. You know, I know, and the fans know that this is what's going to happen, and in essence, this is what you want. So I pay no attention to it. Before I answer that question, I want to get back to something real quick because I want to say something because people are looking at us on national TV. They're looking at me. They look at my eyebrows. Damn, they're connecting like I'm the unibrow or something like that. I'm not mad at J.J. people. J.J.'s my man. I like J.J. Love him on the show. Mad Dog Russo, you know how I feel about you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're watching out there, I asked J.J. to be on this show, just like I asked Mad Dog to be on the show. I wouldn't change a thing about either one of them. I like it when they come at me. I'm just operating off a two and a half hours sleep, to be honest with you. I'm exhausted, okay? I'm just admitting it, damn it, I'm tired, all right? But I love my boys, so I just want to make sure that everybody knows that before they jumped off the rails with their nonsense, okay? Now let me get to answering this question about LeBron James. Of course, Doggy is right. Um, there's no way in hell LeBron James is going to walk away uh, quietly. But let me say this. I also hope he won't. LeBron James is one of the greatest players this, game, this world has ever seen. He's on a Mount Rushmore of basketball. And what he has done for the game is immeasurable. Period. Now, I might blame him for the, for the ruining of the slam dunk contest. But to be quite honest with you, that's about all. There's nothing else to point the finger at with LeBron James. He's phenomenal in practically every way you can imagine a superstar being phenomenal. He deserves to be celebrated city to city, state to state. Every bit of celebration that you could possibly throw in his direction. He deserves to be celebrated to the level Michael Jordan was celebrated. Kobe Bryant was celebrated. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, even more so. I mean, just, I mean, he deserves, he's on that level. He's that great, and he's been that great of an ambassador for the game of basketball. Do I believe he's going to walk away quietly and just announce in July that he's going to retire and just walk without being celebrated? No. But I also think if he were to do that, it would be a loss for all of us because we owe it to him to celebrate him and give him a lengthy swan song for all that he has done and all that he has meant to the game of basketball the world over. He deserves that. And we should want him 
to make announce in advance that he's going to walk away. So we'll have an opportunity to give him the flowers he so richly deserves. I don't disagree with anything either of you just said. I think what Stephen A. just pointed out, I think, is the most important part of this. He deserves to go out however way he decides to go out. Um, to Stephen A.'s point, I agree. Him not getting a farewell tour, I think, would be a loss. I really do. He's been so good for this game. He's been good for the NBA. Uh, he's been good for us, like, in the media. Yeah. He, he's just – he's been a torchbearer for this league for 21 seasons. And we should celebrate that whenever it happens. The, the one thing I'll say that's interesting to me in, in – that's the second time I've watched that those comments now. You know, whether – whether he admits it in that comment or not, he clearly has thought about it. He clearly has thought about retirement. And the reason I, I somewhat buy the 50-50 thing is because as an athlete, we all have an idea of what retirement looks like, what the end looks like, the, the storybook ending. And the closer we get to it, honestly, there's more, there's more confusion than clarity. There's more confusion than clarity. The fact that he's willing to admit yeah, I don't have that many, many seasons left. Means we are getting to the end. And I don't, think we have, I don't think we're at the point where we've like taken him for granted. But what he's meant to this league, what he's meant to this sport, what he's meant to the game of basketball, we should celebrate it in whatever fashion he chooses. That's what I believe. And lastly, I just want to say to your point, Stephen A., I, you, you, you clarify this all the time. Every time I raise my voice. Every time me and Doggy get into it, that's why you have me on the show. Exactly. That's why you have me on the show. I love being on the show. I love chopping it up with you guys. I appreciate you allowing me to be on the show. I, we, no issues. No issues. No issues whatsoever. You're my guy. No issues. I'm just, it's I'm also, just tired. It's a debate show. I'm just tired. It's also a debate show. <laughs> I'm just so in tired. case anybody <laughs> forgot the premise <laughs> of what it is, the point you is know. the debate on the show. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes but they take it to get a little but, crazy. But, yeah. Well, folks take it. Folks take it to another level, and 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 they lie, and they don't understand that. You know what? I want folks. I don't want JJ sitting up there mumbling like Shaq. You know what I'm saying? Even Shaq yells at me when he gets on the air with me for crying out loud. You know what I'm saying? It's okay. It's okay. Absolutely. All right. And it was great debate. And let's be honest, yes. I really greenlit you being on the show. But if you want to praise Stephen A. Thanks, Molly. We know what it yes. is. It's Molly. It's all. It's all Molly, JJ. It's all Molly. Obviously, all Molly. obviously, yes. women run the world. Hey, I'm Molly Caram, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Quick takes, let's get it. All right, Mad Dog, after my Husky smashed Marquette, they lost huge to 15th-ranked Creighton last night, 85-66. to UConn head coach Dan Hurley said afterwards, it kind of felt like we just ran into a buzzsaw there. Doggy, is yeah. this loss a big deal? Uh, listen, it's a little concerning. I mean, they lost by 20, 14 of 28 for Creighton from three. They don't beat Creighton in Omaha. Uh, you know, UConn, of course, you know, came off that great win against Marquette. Here's the thing I would say about UConn. They are the, they are the favorite. I mean, a hard DNA, yeah. Hurley defense. But the idea that they're better than last year, you can't say that. Last year they had Hawkins, Sonogo, and they had Andre Jackson, all three in the NBA. And the three guys they have this year are not as good. Samson, Johnson, Castle, and the kid from Rutgers, Spencer, they're not as good as those three. So you're trading three guys for the three guys who are in the pros. So the idea that somehow UConn's better than they were last year is not fair. They are not. But DNA, defense, Hurley, guts, they will be the team to beat in the NCAA tournament. But like everybody else in this one-day field, team makes a million threes like they did last night, Creighton, yeah. they could lose. They're not invincible. Yeah, but they do have a shot to run it back, so let's not get crazy. Yes. All right. Uh... It's orange and blue skies, America, in New York. The Knicks have the city buzzing with championship aspirations, but did a major star miss out on being a part of something special? Suns forward Kevin Durant notably chose to sign with New York's other team, the Brooklyn Nets, a tenure that fell way short of expectations. In a chat with his manager and boardroom founder, Rich Kleinman, on the boardroom platform, Katie shed some light on how close he was to joining the Knicks over the Nets. That was back in 2019. Take a listen. At that time, they weren't. I mean, the Knicks weren't cool, but they are a cool brand. Like when the Knicks are like on, like right now, when they they popping right now, they're they popping. playing well. Last few years, they were playing well, but before that, they wasn't playing well. But you knew the brand was cool. The brand was cool, but at the time, the, you know, I'm not looking at the the cool brand outside of the game. I was looking about looking at the team, and the team was not cool to play for. The team was not cool to watch. Oh, KD, you could have been the trendsetter there, my man. You didn't have to follow suit. You could have led the pack. Stephen A., it's tough to listen to. Are the Knicks now a desirable destination for stars? Well, before I answer that question, that kind of falls in line with some of the things that we were talking about earlier. You see what I'm saying? But I won't go there uh, because we had plenty of time to get into it in the months and, and, and years to come. Kevin Durant, had he gone to the New York Knicks, he would own that city. Oh, my God. With his greatness at Madison Square Garden. Now, J.J. Redick, I know you know this. 
there's Brooklyn, and then there's New York. Brooklyn is a borough. New York is New York. There is no fan base in Brooklyn that remotely compares to the New York Knicks. You understand? And that man went there. He could have single-handedly changed the culture of the New York Knicks into what it is now, if not even better than that, because it's great and phenomenal as Jalen Brunson is and as happy as I am and proud as I am of him and what he has done. There's only one Kevin Durant. Lord have mercy. What might have been? Having said all of that, the New York Knicks are very much a desirable organization right now. Uh, it's not because they're winning so many games, because it's not that many if you really, really think about it. I mean, we're, we're hoping they get to the conference finals. There's no championship on the horizon, the immediate horizon. But, you know, they do have six first-round picks over the next two years. They, they do have 11 first-round picks over the next seven years. And when you take that into consideration, along with the fact that a Randall and a, and a Brunson is already there, with OG and Anobi because, you know, that elevates the defense, okay? I mean, I just love the possibilities, and, and I can say that because it's the first time since 1999 I've thought there's been, there have been any real possibilities, even though Mike Woodson did guide them to the Atlantic Division crown, you know, uh, a few years ago when Melo was there, and they sh I thought they should have beat Roy Hibbert in the Indiana Pacers in the damn, in the damn semifinals, but that didn't happen. But I just like what I'm seeing right now. There's a lot of hope. Um, and, 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 and orange and blue skies, baby. Anything's possible. Orange and blue skies. Orange yeah, and blue skies. I, I think you're crazy. Uh, I think that, you know, Brunson's different. Looking for an opportunity. It was a great sign. And Rose has done a great job. Nick's got a lot of things that they have. To, first off, the practice facility is 50 miles away. Right, and that practice facility. They could snap their fingers and change that. Nonsense. What are you going to take helicopters? You got to deal with no. the traffic. It takes two and a half they, hours they can to get down they, they can practice the NBA uh, play association headquarters. They, well, they can figure out something. They can figure out something. Everybody lives in Greenwich. The practice facility is in Purchase, New York. It's a billionaire. I mean, it's a long drive. You ain't crazy. That's the first thing. <laughs> Second thing is the weather's terrible in New York. When do great players come to the Northeast? They go to L.A. They go to play in Phoenix. When do they come to New York? Tatum was drafted. Brown was drafted. What, Przingis? When does a great player come to the – they go to Miami? They don't want to come to the lousy weather. And thirdly and most importantly, the fan Donovan base is very fickle and the media is – Fickle. Oh, very fickle. And fickle. the media is very oppressive. You've got to deal with a lot oh, of media Lord. in New York. These players don't want to deal with the media. And, the and media, then if you have yeah, a bad game, the media but kills fickle you. fickle fans? Uh, fickle, uh, yes. The Nick no, fan is not fickle. No, Are you kidding no, me? No, no. The Nick fan they, is not they fickle. They expressed that we express our disgust when we're disgusted. It doesn't mean we stop rooting for them. Do they do that in Phoenix? Do they do that with the Clippers? They do not. The they don't even do it in Miami. Phoenix, they leave the building. They don't want to deal with getting well, booed left and right. They, they have a they bad don't game. Leave the, they don't leave the building in Miami. They come late because they're various distractions. Well, they did leave game six against the Spurs. They left. They yeah. all bailed out. They thought they lost. Thought they lost. Go ahead, JJ. Well, <laughs> uh, I, I think the, the, the word that I would use to describe the Knicks right now is stability. And at least since I've been a part of the NBA, this feels like the most stable that they have been. Leon Rose got hired March 2nd, 2020, which yeah. is uh, about a year after Kevin Durant was a free agent. And That's what it. he has brought is stability. Tom, Tom Thibodeau, he has brought stability. You think about 
who they've signed in free agency. Obviously, Jalen Brunson being uh, the first uh, sort of big signing that they've had. He was the biggest free agent uh, that year in 2022. Free agency is dead. So if you're talking about a destination for stars, I don't know how many free agents they're going to sign, even with cap space. Uh, Players now, the, the star players, they are going to continue to sign these massive extensions. I don't know how often, like Paul George potentially could be a free agent this summer. He probably will sign an extension. I think that's more likely. So what they've done with Jalen Brunson, Dante DiVincenzo, Isaiah Hartenstein, those are great free agent signings. And as Stephen A. mentioned, they're in a position now to trade for the next star with all of those first-round picks that they didn't use in the Donovan Mitchell trade where he ultimately went to Cleveland. So I, 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 I have to say, it, the answer to this question is yes, but it's because of that stability that Leon Rose, uh, Uncle Wes, and, and Tom Thibodeau has, has brought to this franchise. Oh, well, I, JJ finally said something I like. I mean, I'm so, so proud of you right now. I mean, this touches my heart. I mean, this is what it is, baby. I mean, it starts with stability. I'm just saying that Kevin Durant could have brought some of it there yeah. even before Leon Rose, but I'm not complaining. I mean, it's his loss. I thought he could have owned the town, and owning New York yeah. is a very, very big deal. And having a billionaire loving you for it doesn't hurt. Stephen A., this doesn't happen often. You're 100% right. Oh, it was a huge no. mess. Huge. New York City, baby. Orange and blue skies. Huge. Orange and like blue skies. Arizona. That's right. New York City. I want to say one thing real quick, Stephen A., because you said something what? about the, 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 the fan base and the, and the fan thing. Yes. Have you been to a New York Liberty game? A New York I, Liberty? I would. Yeah, I went I to the would, finals. Oh, you did go to the finals. finals. Yes. That is a fantastic fan experience. Yep. Going to the New York Liberty games at Barclays is awesome. I know you're right about that. I know you're right about that. But what are you trying to say backhandedly? What are you trying to say? I'm not trying to say anything backhandedly. Oh, no, I'm not trying to say anything. You you said there's no other there's no other like experience in New York. And and I think you were talking specifically about the Nets. I just wanted to point out for any basketball fan out there that lives in the tri-state area. Go to a Liberty home game. It's phenomenal. Well, my my problem with my problem with the Barclays is, is, is getting there. You know what I'm saying? Getting oh, there and then getting into there. I can walk there, the so British. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my hey, problem Stephen with it. Hey, Stephen right. they, they do have a nice spread there over at Barclays. They do have some nice food. You would know. They do that. No, they do. You they would do, know. Right? Yeah. He's right. They have a, they have a carbone. It's, they have a carbone for the VIPs. A carbone it's, in it's, the arena. It's ridiculous. Shout to Mario Carbone. Yeah. When the Knicks get a big star, big star, who's going to win them a championship, let me know. Durant, Irving, Leonard, LeBron, Anthony Davis, hey, all look went somewhere else. Look what they're doing go. without being a super team. Oh, they got, they're, they're a 50-win team that will probably lose in the second round of the playoffs. I know there's an abundance okay. of other things that happened with Kyrie, but you talk about a brother that missed out on a lot of money because had he gone to the New York Knicks, things would have been a little bit different for him and KD monetarily. Not that they're broke. They're making money. I'm just saying. Yeah. What they could have done in a New York Knicks uniform with that brand, whoo, that was a miss. That was a miss. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine, especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups, sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or you just skip it entirely. Lame. 
If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up, power your buys, your tries the right way, or de-stress with a little cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. More than me. More than me, too. It's appointment viewing, America. Christopher Mack. Take it easy. Take it easy. Are you, are you starting to feel the pressure? Yes, I, I do. I, I, I got JJ. He's always tricky. I I I, yes, I feel some pressure. Okay. May okay. I go? Hello, sure. Keith. Sure. Uh, I'm going to get out of the way. I'm going to get out of the way. I was going to do Purdue, Connecticut, because how did they make Purdue this committee this weekend? Number one team in America over UConn, but then UConn got flown out last night. So I had to lay low on that. So I picked the college basketball one. And how about Rick Pitino? Rick all upset because they blew another lead to Seton Hall on Sunday afternoon. They had a 19-point lead in the first half. They have blown leads left and right. And then Rick, after the game, basically takes a hammer and pounds everybody. Hates the facilities. My team stinks. The most unenjoyable year I've ever had in the history of college basketball. We have no athletic movement. We can't move laterally. laterally. We fouled too much. And he took back the comment yesterday. But Rick, 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 you came to St. John's. You were extolling how great you were at the beginning of the year. You lose a bad game to Seton Hall. How about you figure out a way to get a basket at the end of the game there? Quarter timeout, want to play, get a hoop. He lost a close game to Providence. You blew leads. You blew a game at Creighton. I mean, enough already about Rick here burying everybody at St. John's. St. John's has been bad forever, and he's killing the facilities. Rick, stay at Iona. I mean, I love Patino. He's a great coach, but my gosh, that was a horrendous look. Killing a bunch of 19-year-old kids. You took the players. And now you're not killed his coaches. What well, we did a lousy job recruiting. Right. What? Right. Right. Rick, what are you kidding right. I mean, come on, you're the head coach. He killed everybody. He was frustrated. The team's falling apart. Probably not going to make the NCAA tournament. Rick, how about you take the responsibility? You know what? I've done a lousy job. i got to do better. This is unacceptable. We've had a good year, and then all of a sudden we've collapsed. Blame it on me. I'm making $10 million a year. I was shocked by Patino. Hey. Number one. I hey, couldn't stand I it. I know I'm the UConn fan, but he was lucky to get a second chance by Iona. That's and a good point. And he's lucky to be coaching at St. John's as well, and I'll leave it at that. That fair. You want to comment there, Mr. JJ? I would just say, you know, as a, as a player, I always wanted to be coached. I always wanted to be coached, and I always wanted my coach to tell me the truth. I just didn't want him to do it in a press conference. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Stevie? Let me hear. There's no excuse for what Rick Pitino did. I mean, he's lucky to have the job that he has, to be quite honest with you, with some of the trial, with some of the things that Molly alluded to. Um, and to be in that situation, you're 14 and 12, obviously he's such a great coach, he's not accustomed to this, but it shows that the level of resolve that he wants his players to have, he doesn't necessarily have, because the second he has an opportunity to, in his first season, he threw everybody under the damn bus. That's not right. All right, that's You're one. You're 1-0. So that's an easy yeah. one. Hey, how about Sean Marks? I mean, does he have a job for life? Can you win something? He's fired a million coaches. He fired Atkinson because Kyrie wanted them gone. Then he promoted uh, Vaught. Then he demoted Vaught when he wanted to get Nash. Vaught, I'm sorry. Then he... What are you doing that for when I'm going to do my thing? Sorry, it's Vaught. Anyway, and I just Vaughn, to get it he right. demoted Vaughn yeah, to get Nash. Then he fired Nash. And then he brought Vaughn back. And now he's fired Vaughn, and now he brings in, obviously, another interim in, interim in Kevin Alley. This is the same Sean Marks who, on December 20th against the Milwaukee Bucks, basically told his coaching staff, hey, let's give everybody a pass tonight. They need a little rest after they beat Detroit, not to have stopped that Detroit losing streak. And he only played his guys in the first quarter, and they let Vaughn take the hit for crying out loud. He made a move for Harden. That was a disgrace. He let Kyrie 
Irving run the team. That didn't work out. He brought in a kid from Philly. He never plays. They're capped out. They got no ben free Simmons. agents. And the guy, he's got no cap space. And the guy is still here running the team. If he was running the Knicks, they would have run him out of town so fast, you wouldn't know what hit him. And I understand he came from J.C. Buford, and he's a San Antonio Spurs. By the way, how many games has Pop won in the last four or five years? It's they R- never R- won a R- damn C- thing. R.C. R- Buford. Why you too? What are you doing? And it's, oh. ben, and it's Ben Simmons. He Simmons, I forgot that Philly. too. Yeah. But so I mean, Simmons you. never plays. R.C. Buford, they come from that great tree. The Spurs haven't won anything Ugh. in a five or six year period. If he was one of the Knicks, he would be out of here so fast, you wouldn't believe it. But because nobody cares about the Nets, he gets a chance to stay. How many coaches, as a general manager who has done nothing, are you allowed to hire and fire? And what he did on December 20th in front of his home fans on Christmas with the prices they charge against Milwaukee to tell the coach these guys don't play tonight because of load management and then he fires Vaughn? You know what, Sean Marks? Get on the next train and get the hell out of town. That's number two. Okay, okay, okay. JJ, um, you're objective. You live in Brooklyn. I just want to, I want your thoughts on this situation. Sean Marks, when he took over the Brooklyn Nets, it was the most impossible job, potentially in NBA history. When he took over this team, they had traded away all of their future Billy assets King. Yes. for aging superstars. And they were. Pierce, Super, yes. Yeah, yeah. That didn't work. So he had to basically come up with creative ways to build out a roster, build out assets, build a culture. He did that. That's ultimately what attracted Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Now, I'm not gonna, we don't have enough time to rehash that era. We've already done it a little bit today. As it relates to Ben Simmons, I get that he doesn't play. The guy has had serious injuries going all the way back to the bubble in 2020. Multiple surgeries, knee, back, all that stuff. That's not Sean Mark's fault. As he does That's a, not Sean Mark's has fault. He's done a good job running the team. Here's the thing. Oh. That's the question. He, he, have they won? he was able to bring in, again, they're, they're, they're a toenail away. They're an injury away from a potential from a potential championship from a potential champion. He's got to then rebuild again on the fly, and they hold all of Phoenix's future picks. Okay, that's true. They're going to win all these games. They're not going to pick the best thing. In 2028, Stephen A. In 2028, Stephen A. Break this down for me. Is Mad Dog right? No, JJ's right. JJ's oh, absolutely right. But, I, but yes, he is. Yes, he is. But I will say this: there are two things you can hold against Sean Marks. But I don't think he should be fired. I agree with JJ. The only two things that I will say is this: number one, Ben Simmons, despite the injuries that he had, because of the baggage that he was coming with, I don't think Sean Marks makes that deal if James Harden isn't trying to force his way out to Daryl Morey. That's number one. Number two, I will say this: when I think about the hiring of Steve Nash, a great guy, really nice guy, great player, but he had no experience coaching whatsoever. To me, that hire, J.J., should have never happened. But those are the only two things that I've ever held against Sean Marks, and Sean Marks knows that because I've told How about firing Atkinson? You like firing Kenny Atkinson? Well, like, uh, again, again, if you if, if you got superstars that are coming in and they have somebody else that's a preference, then hey. that's something you have to take into consideration, hey. which might be the reason why we can't hold but so much against them for the Steve Nash hire because obviously hey. KD and Kyrie hey. signed off on that. Stephen, I just want to ask you one question. I want to ask you one question. Me or would Joe? You agree, would you agree? No, you. you would oh, you okay. agree with me? Would you agree with me that in general, when it comes to coaching, there's maybe a few guys in NBA history who can coach any group? 
a lot of True. times it's got to be the right coach yeah. for the right group. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? Would you totally. agree with totally. me on that? Totally, okay. totally, 100%. All right. All right. 100%. All right, so on one one, I think you guys are wrong, but okay. All right, number three. three. Can you flash <laughs> this up for me, please? This is for JJ in a little history lesson. Oh. This is the 1962. Oh, Lord. Don't laugh. All-star game. Okay. This game was at the Boston Garden. Okay. There's your starting lineups. Oh, Baylor, Robertson, Pettit, wow. West, Wolf, Shays, Heinz, and Garen, Cousy, and Wilt. Do you know that the players were going to boycott the game until an hour beforehand because they wanted to make sure the proceeds, here's the highlights. Wow, those are the good proceeds, clear footage. The proceeds, they Pettit, bang! The proceeds, the proceeds were going to go to the Players Association and the owners didn't want to do that. So they were going to sit out this game and not play it. And they played it an hour to go. Oscar Robertson was in this game. Oscar was the head of the Players Association for years, did a tremendous job. Who was at the game on Sunday night? Oscar, Oscar Robertson. Yeah. Who was also at the game Sunday night? Jerry West. Larry Bird. Yeah. Mr. Indiana. And I know I'm a little late to the party, and Steve did plenty of this on Monday. That all-star game on, on Sunday is a complete, utter, freaking embarrassment, what those guys did. You know the game in 91 in Charlotte, 112-110. You know there were 66 free throws in the game? 26 fouls on one team, 25 on another. There were three fouls, three, on Sunday. I understand you don't want to bury somebody and cause somebody a season, but that performance by those All-Stars is an abominable mistake. And they live in a cocoon, and they don't realize how much they turned off a lot of American sports fans by these All-Star games in the last few years. And I'm also going to blame some of this on Silva. You think this happens with Stern? How about Adam Silva says, you know, you're going to play like this when I'm playing the All-Star game. Bail out on it. How about Adam showing some guns and says, guys, this is, this is unforgivable. This will not allow. We are not going to put this product on, in front of America on TNT with 15, 18,000 people spending a fortune to go to the games. And you give me this performance where somebody scores 211 points. And, 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 and 211 points! And you got Oscar sitting there. What do you think he thought about that? Larry Bird sitting there. Those players who participated in that game, and I mean everybody, Jokic, you name it, that is a complete disaster. You should all be unbelievably embarrassed by that kind of effort. And by the way, Jordan in Charlotte, how many minutes? 36. Wow. All I know is Stephen A. was on board with that because he, he mentioned on Monday show after and he was there that they might have to think about getting rid of it. Hey, real, real quick, real quick on Oscar Robertson, one of the greatest players of all time, an absolute legend. It's interesting that you bring him up as it relates to this all-star game and the lack of effort because the reason that guys like me made a lot of money, the reason that LeBron gets to make a lot of money, you can directly chase, trace back to Oscar Robertson. Yes, you can. He sued the NBA in 1970. The lawsuit took six years. We didn't have some form of free agency until 1976, 77. We didn't have unrestricted free agency until 1987, and that was because of Oscar. He, I did. Shout out, legend. He's the Kurt Flood. Yes. Of, made, of, He's the, of the Kurt NBA. Flood of basketball. No yeah. question. Hey, Last point. Uh, one thing. Yeah. I do, you think, do, do you think that Anthony Edwards? I hate to say this, but let's be fair. Do you think Anthony Edwards even knows who Oscar Robertson is? When he saw the old man sitting there at 85. I don't know. I'll, I'll ask I'll ask him when I see him. I'll, I'll ask him when I see him Friday. I'll see him Friday when we do all access there. But I will tell you this. 
You know, it was an utter disgrace. There is no doubt about it. And you know what made it even worse? Larry Bird. I went to the Legends Luncheon hosted by the great Ernie Johnson for TNT. Larry Bird spoke there and Larry Bird talked about the importance. He said, I want guys to take this game seriously and, and, and play harder. He literally mentioned that. I'm paraphrasing because I don't remember the exact quote, but yeah. that's what basically what he said. So Larry Legend says it that morning. Mm -hmm. It's completely ignored, and they did what they did Sunday night. Hey, let me just say this. So two for three. No, no, that wasn't. Two for three. No, no, no. Seriously, as far as the dog. agreements are concerned, the one you don't like with Marks. Yep. Go ahead. That was an epic rant. Oh, oh it wasn't oh, epic. No, it, Take would it you easy. relax? Would you let me speak? It was excellent, and then the conversation after was also excellent. JJ, great job on Oscar. It was excellent. Great job on. And how about those highlights well on 62? Hey. We got those highlights for you, baby. Hey, you, That's you the first know. ever. Let's go. You're That's done. That's the you're first All Star game ever televised. Did you know that? You're way too excited. Did you know that? To go. go. I felt Let's some footage. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift. Just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X card. Earn unlimited 2x miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. It's tough because... Um, I honestly, I do believe that if you win any type of award, I think you should have to play a significant amount of the season. Like, we've got guys that play half the season and win MVP. I'm not a big fan of that. But maybe 65 games might be a little too s severe. You know, maybe they lessen it to 58 or something like that or, or something a little bit less. 65 is a little bit tough. But I definitely think that it, to win awards, you should you should play for majority of the games. Hmm. All right, interesting right there by Jalen Brown. Uh, Stephen A., any issues with Brown wanting to lower the minimum game threshold for the end of the season awards? J.J., Mad Dog, I guess for me, and I, and I love Jalen Brown, I, I guess for me, it was the messenger more than the message. Okay. The person who just signed last summer the richest contract in the history of basketball, five years, $304 million, is talking about how less games played should still qualify you for some of the awards. Again, he may have a point. I just think it would have been better to hear from somebody other than him. 
Uh, if you're the view in public, you might take that wrong. Just for some stats, J.J., Mad Dog, last season, 16 of the 27 All-Stars played in at least 65 games. Five seasons ago, it was 21 of 27 All-Stars who played in at least 65 games. Ten years ago, 22 of 25 All-Star played in at least 65 games. That's 88%. 20 seasons ago, it was 22 of 24 All-Stars who played in at least 65 games. So from 20 years ago, it was 92%. 10 years ago, it was 88%. Five years ago, it was 78%. Now it's dipped to 59%. JJ, you do with those numbers whatever you will because I know some of the things you alluded to in the changes of basketball or whatever to educate our viewers and stuff like that. I just wanted to throw those numbers out there so you could take it from there. Go ahead. Listen, we talked a bunch about load management last year. Mm -hmm. And the NBA, uh, along with the union, they came up with these parameters around missing nationally televised games, who you could rest, when you could rest, all of that stuff. They came up with this threshold. I am a fan of all of this stuff. All right. The reality is we're not going to see we're not going to see star players and guys who play 38 minutes a night play 82 games. It's it's close to impossible. Uh, I've touched on this before. The game is different. Players have to cover 15 to 20% more. There's more dynamic movement as you're covering that space. There just is. There just is. Here's my issue with the 65-game threshold. I'm sorry. Here's my issue with the the end-of-season awards being attached to financial incentives. Because I have no problem with the 65-game threshold. This is year one of this. Let's see how these new rules play out over three, four, five seasons. My, My big issue is this. If a team is willing to sign a rookie, a guy on his rookie contract to the Supermax extension, and that player hasn't made All-NBA yet, and there's that incentive clause, right? If you make All-NBA in your fourth year, then you get the extra $40, $50 million or whatever. It doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, because then it puts pressure on a player. In in the case of Tyrese Halliburton, it puts pressure on him to come back too soon from a hamstring injury because he's got to meet that threshold. He's not going to get it this year, right? So if you're willing to pay a player that over the course of five years, why why would there not be incentives around making All-NBA in year five or year six or year seven or year eight? That part of it doesn't make sense. Now, the union agreed to this. Right? Are the players agreed to this? They they agreed to this clause. That's the only issue I have with any any sort of games threshold, financial incentives tied to all NBA stuff. I just don't like Tatum missed out on it as well. Jason Tatum missed out on it. Jason Tatum is one of the five or six best players in the NBA and has been for the past couple of seasons. He's made first two first team all NBAs in a row. I don't know that he'll make it this year, but he's made two first team all NBAs in a row. Yeah, I uh, listen. To me, more games is the answer, not less. They already missed 21%. You can miss 21% of your season and still win an MVP. If Brown goes down to 58 games, who's making $60 million a year? I only want to – really? $60 million? I mean, but he wants to play 58 games to win an MVP? That's 26% of the regular season. 
Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems, with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Really enjoyed that footage. I'd love you to give me a play-by-play of the 1962 All-Star Game. Could there you, you have it. You know, this game was in St. Louis. Oh. Pettit was the MVP. There's Bob right there. He played 37 minutes, JJ. 25 points, 27 rebounds in 1962. This is the first All-Star Game ever televised. And that's why they were going to bail out on the game unless they got that money. And uh, you're going to see Kuzi here in a minute. I can't see the number there. I may have been Richie Garrett. Yes, sir. How, you know, there, how old there's Kuzi. Look at Kuzi down the lane. Basket. That's basketball. Okay. That is the way you play the game and run a fast break. None of this nonsense today. That's what you have. Well, that no is basketball. It stands out to me how far technology's come. I can't believe this is how we used to watch TV. Oh, look at that. Oh, I love that. That's sports. Say something, JJ. 1962. That is sports. Stephen A., say something. I, I can't. Say I can't. something. I've said enough today. Wow. And yes. Look at that, Stevie. <laughs> That's the way you do it down the court. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.